0: Brick Moon Fiction Presents The Night Following a Failed Invasion by Stephanie Jessop Narrated by Nicholas Thurkettle Pin heard the footsteps before she heard the whispered voices. The parking lot, littered with broken glass from the battle, crunched beneath the boots of the aliens, giving them away despite their attempts at stealth. She crouched down beside one of the crumpled vehicles and held her breath. At her age, She was still small enough to fit into places they might not think to look. She peered between the cars into the night. Why did it have to be so dark? The entrance to the supermarket wasn't too far. The smaller stores to the right of it were closer, but there would be fewer places to hide inside, and if they heard or saw her go in, she would be cornered. She dared very slow, careful breaths. The aliens shouldn't be able to hear. Their crunching bootsteps had moved slightly away and then back toward her again and now had stopped. They were whispering to each other urgently, but she could not understand the words. It didn't matter. She knew why they were here, and she knew what they would do if they found her. If only she had listened to her mother and stayed close when fighting started, but the gunfire and screaming, the flashes from the ships overhead and the smell of blood, by the time she realized her family was no longer beside her, that she had strayed some distance from where she was supposed to be, it was all too clear that the battle was lost, and she was alone. This wasn't the first group of aliens she had seen hunting survivors. There were others. All of them seemed to be enjoying themselves. Maybe it was sport for them. Maybe they simply enjoyed having the power to kill something weak. Maybe there was no difference. She wasn't sure how long it had been since the sun had set, but it had been many hours ago. She was exhausted and lightheaded from hunger. How many more hours could she creep along in the dark like this before she was found? Her mind was made up. She would dare the impenetrable dark of the supermarket. She listened. The aliens were still whispering. They were maybe twenty feet away, not more. She heard the crunch of broken glass beneath boots. More whispers. It didn't sound like they were leaving. She took one long, slow, deep breath, as silently as possible. And then another. And then she ran. Her footsteps were not as loud as she feared. She was within a few feet of the doors. The power was out, of course, but a cart was stuck between them, holding them open. She could squeeze underneath easily enough. An alien's voice called out in a harsh, angry bark. Weapons fire. Deafening. It rattled her bones. Something. Gravel? Struck her arm. The shot had hit the asphalt beside her. She dove beneath the shopping cart and was inside. She couldn't see anything, but there was no time to get her bearings. She simply picked a direction and ran and slammed into something hard almost at once. Hard, heavy objects tumbled down, hitting her and the floor. Fruit of some kind. Pin's arm exploded with pain. She feared she had fractured or broken it. There was no time for that, either. Behind her, the weapons had gone silent, replaced with the metal scraping of the shopping cart being pulled from between the doors. She scrambled to her feet and ran. Her footsteps clattered and echoed. She felt more than saw the spaces where the aisles began picked one at random, and ran again. There were heavier footsteps now, echoing and clattering, a loud crash, yelling. One of the aliens had tripped over the fallen fruit. Pin slowed and stopped, hoping they were making enough noise now that they would not be able to find her by sound. She forced herself to breathe quietly and reached out her hands. She felt boxes. Row after row. A sweet smell. Cereal, maybe. She nudged one. Very light. The aliens were arguing, or that was the impression she got. It didn't matter what they were saying, they would be coming any moment. She carefully and quickly shoved boxes aside and climbed on the shelf between them, pulling them back in front of her to hide her just in case. Heavy footsteps echoed again, closer now, and moving closer still. Pin could have sworn she could feel the vibrations of them. She held her breath. Her left arm throbbed. She was able to flex the fingers, but only with great pain. She had almost certainly torn or fractured something. She wished she could at least see it. An alien's voice spoke, terrifyingly close. Such a deep voice. A beastly voice. Closer than she would have guessed from the sound of the footsteps. He? She guessed it was a he was calling to the others. Footsteps grew closer still. There was a clicking sound she couldn't identify. Even closer. Pin made herself breathe slowly silently. The footsteps moved away. Silence. No voices. Nothing. She began to hope they had left. Pin stayed in place and focused on soundless breathing. She counted two hundred breaths, and there was still silence. Her arms still throbbed and curled up behind the cereal boxes she had to keep it bent in a way that was becoming unbearable. She counted one hundred more breaths before pushing the cereal boxes carefully aside and climbing out. Her stomach growled. She froze. Silence. It seemed they really had gone. As much as she hated being in the dark, she was probably best off staying put until dawn. The aliens may still be outside. They may even have decided it was easier to wait outside the doors for her to emerge than to search the store in the dark. Her stomach growled again. The smell of the cereal aisle was sickly sweet. She wanted real food. She wasn't sure which direction the doors were in. It was still impossible to see anything. She reached out an arm and felt the edge of the aisle shelf as she took cautious steps. Her steps were very quiet, but not silent. She cringed with each one, anticipating alien voices at any moment. After an eternity, she reached the end of the aisle. It didn't smell like the produce section she had come through on her way in. She decided she must be at the back of the store. Her hand found a rickety display case, plastic crinkled under her fingers. So loud. She froze again and counted one hundred slow breaths. No bootsteps. No aliens yelling. No booming weapons. She felt the package. She couldn't tell what it was. It weighed very little when she picked it up. She attempted to tear it open, but her wounded arm erupted in pain at the attempt. She tore the package open with her teeth instead. Meat. Pungent and salty and dried, she held the bag in her good hand and poured some into her mouth. It was wonderful. Despite how tough and chewy it was, she finished the entire bag in seconds. She stooped to set it on the floor with as little noise as possible, stood, and reached for another. A metallic clatter. It echoed across the expanse of the supermarket. Pin dropped to the floor and crouched, to avoid being spotted. That was ridiculous in this impenetrable dark, but she couldn't stop herself. The sound had come from the other side of the store. At least she thought it did. Clatter. A deafening screech of metal on metal. Aliens barking voices. Not too close. They overlapped and were sometimes drowned out by continued crashing and clattering sounds. Clatter. Hissing sounds. Boom. A terrible boom that made her bones shake and resonated in the floor. Not a weapon. Not an explosion. Something huge had collided with the building or its foundation. Then something was being dragged. Thud. Silence. Pin held her breath, waiting for the next terrifying sound. She heard distant footsteps, but nothing else. And then the footsteps grew closer. Time to hide again. They might hear her footsteps if she moved. She would have to risk it. She moved as quickly as she dared, feeling along the aisle for a space she could squeeze into. Then her left arm exploded. Pin cried out as something tore her flesh. Her voice was drowned out by the booming sound of the weapon itself. She staggered back and grabbed at her arm. To her surprise, it was still attached, but it burned with pain and was wet with blood. She was grateful she couldn't see it. Another round of weapons fire exploded around her. She ducked and crawled along the floor, not even sure which way she was going or which way she should go. Instinct simply drove her to try to get away. Her wounded arm was useless at crawling, and there seemed to be no way she could position it that didn't make it more agonizing. The weapons went silent. Pin hesitated, listening. Silence. The way her arm was now, she didn't think she could squeeze back onto a shelf to hide like before. And if they kept shooting at the shelves, that would be suicide anyway. She would have to try to get to the doors, wait for her chance, and make a run for it. She crawled as quickly as three limbs allowed, not willing to stand in case they started firing again. Maybe they thought she was dead, and they had left. After a seeming eternity, she reached the end of the aisle and gasped. There was light ahead faint but light. Shouldn't the sun be up by now? How long had it been dark? How long did the night normally last? She crawled cautiously forward. There was a stack of something in boxes. She took shelter behind it and counted one hundred breaths. The aliens made no sound to indicate they had seen or heard her. They were speaking in murmurs some distance away. Slowly, she peeked around the boxes toward the source of the faint light. Large box-shaped machines were blocking the doors. She had feared they would do something like that but it got worse. Tiny, weak rays of sunlight were peeking out around the edges of the windows and glass doors. The sun had risen, but the aliens had stopped the light from getting in. They had smeared something on the windows or painted them with something dark. Whatever it was coated the glass in uneven streaks and blobs. They meant to keep the sun out. The doors were blocked, and she would not see the sun again. And for the first time since the invasion, Pin cried, The cruelty of these aliens was too much. If only she could go back and warn herself before the invasion started not to leave her mother's side. If her mother was still alive, she must be so worried. She must be searching for her. If she was still alive. If. Pin choked back a sob. No. Her mother was alive, and she would find her. She wouldn't die here. In the dim light, she could make out a display of cans nearby. She couldn't tell what was in them. It didn't matter. They would be heavy, and if she could get there, she would be close enough to throw one at the windows. The aliens could evidently see better than she could in the dark. They would be able to target her with their weapons. She would have to be quick. She propped herself up on her good arm, took a deep breath, and sprang, alien voices yelling as harsh and guttural as ever, weapons fire. Pin leaped behind the huge pyramid of cans, landing badly on her ankle. The alien weapons went quiet. Pin clutched her ankle, panting from pain and fear. Another round of weapons fire. She squeezed herself into a ball as much as her injuries allowed. Eventually the weapons went silent again. She had not been hit. They seemed to think she was several feet away from where she was, behind another display, and were firing in the wrong spot. The aliens were yelling again. Arguing? Then they were distracted. She might not get another chance. Pin's muscles trembled as she forced herself to her feet. Her injured ankle burned. She grabbed a can and gripped it as hard as she could in her good hand, even as the slickness of her own blood made keeping a grip difficult. It was even heavier than she hoped. Pin hurled the can with every bit of strength she had left, stumbling forward and onto her knees in the process. The can hit its mark. There was a crash of breaking glass, and light came streaming in. The light of the sun. Bright, warm, and glorious. Tears of relief filled her eyes as it washed over her, charging her. She squeezed them shut and focused on her legs, channeling that fiery energy into them, making them strong again. She stood. Weapons fire. She rolled and dodged. It was easy now. Alien voices yelling in panic. Pin stood again allowing more of the sunlight to wash over her, her body thirsty for its power, and reached out a hand. She smiled. The aliens still had their weapons, and those were dangerous, sun or no sun. She would have to take them out quickly before a bullet caught her skull. She rolled and dodged faster than any creature native to this planet could. She could see now. Sunlight was everything. There were only three aliens after all. In the dark, she had imagined more. They were much smaller than she had imagined them. The nearest one had a big round gut and gray beard. He wore a garish shirt with a grinning cartoon face. He couldn't have looked any less frightening. She ran at him. He was still bigger than her, but that didn't matter now. She had the sun. She would have liked to crush his skull, but she couldn't reach it easily. Instead, she dropped and grabbed his ankles and squeezed. She felt the bones crack under her fingers, but his scream drowned out the sound of it. He fell sideways with a heavy thud. The other two men were screaming. They sounded so much less scary than before. They wouldn't shoot again while she was still so close to their friend. The bearded man lay beside her on the floor, clutching at one of his crushed ankles and whimpering, his eyes squeezed shut. Pin leaned over him and studied his face. He stank. His skin was beaded with sweat. Had he been there during the battle? She couldn't tell. She reached for his windpipe, gripped it, "'and squeezed until it crunched. "'She sprang to her feet, turned and charged "'before the other two could start shooting again. "'They were both much younger than the bearded man, taller and thinner. "'They may have been his relatives, his children even. "'Her mother had told her humans lived in family groups "'much like her own people. "'But they weren't the same. "'She ran at the one nearer to her, "'but he was expecting her to go for his legs. "'He brought the gun in his hands down hard onto her skull. "'Pain.' If it weren't for the healing fire of the sunlight, it could even have been fatal. But as it was, it only hurt a little. It didn't slow her down. Ankle bones cracked and crunched. He fell. The other man grabbed her shoulder from behind and yanked her to her feet. She looked up at him and met his eyes. They were wide with terror and hate. He sputtered alien words at her. Let me go, you little freak! She had no idea what he was saying. It didn't matter. She gripped his arm even as he attempted to back away. She squeezed. He screamed. He still held a gun in his other hand. His hand shook as he tried to aim it at her. Not fast enough. He whimpered and fell to his knees as Pin's hand punched through his ribcage. She had meant to grab his heart, but realized she wasn't sure exactly where the human heart was. She felt around as the man's eyes rolled back and he stopped breathing. Nothing felt like a heart. She pulled her hand free and wiped it off on her clothes. The man's body slumped onto the floor. Pin looked around. That was all of them. She turned to face the broken windows. The sun was amazing. She found herself walking toward it, transfixed. This planet was perfect. Her people could have had such power here. Their civilization could have thrived again. She reached out her hands and let the power of the sun soak into them made her feel hopeful again. The invasion may have failed, but her people couldn't have all died. She had survived, and she was only a child. Her parents' ship had been shot down, but surely the humans couldn't have shot them all down. If she could find the others, they could try again. They knew the dangers of the humans' weapons now, and they wouldn't repeat their mistake of letting the sun set before the natives were exterminated. She headed outside, casually tossing aside the vending machines blocking the door. Outside, the sky was red and wonderful. She would find the others, and they would make their dreams come true. Stephanie Jessup won Best Original Horror Screenplay at the 2013 ShriekFest Horror Film Festival Screenplay Competition. She has also been a finalist in several other screenplay competitions across the country. She has published stories in various horror anthologies, including A Chimerical World, Tales of the Unseelie Court, and Ugly Babies Volume 2. She grew up in the sticky, swampy parts of Texas, but can also be found online at stephaniejessup.com. This has been a production of the Brick Moon Fiction Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps us find a bigger audience. For more information on Brick Moon and special offers, sign up for the Brick Moon Fiction newsletter at brickmoonfiction.com. Thank you for listening.